You're listening to the Wicked Case Podcast featuring Cool Kyle and the Rev Kev. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this week's episode of the Wicked Case Podcast. Or I should say, this week's sports episode of the Wicked Case Podcast. I am your host, Cool Kyle. Dummy! Yeah! Yeah! Don't hit buttons. Don't hit buttons until I tell you to hit buttons. I'm going to take away the board. I'm going to take away the board. You ain't going to do shit. I'm, ta- oh, I'm taking it away. You ain't going to do That's shit. It. That's it. You taking can't it away. Go. You ain't going to do shit. Taking it away. Yeah, I'm I'm the Rev Kev. I'm the real fun host of this show. You're just the guy. I'm the what? The guy. I'm the what? The tech guy. Oh, I see. All right, I see where we stand. It's all right. It's okay. It's all right. Even though your name's first on the marquee. My, my You are the link to my ret. I, I, I guess. <laughs> You are the Sean. We're just going to keep moving on. All right, Marty Janetti. We're going to keep moving on. Why? Are we going to talk about something happy on the sports episode today for the Wicked Case podcast? Uh, no. No, we're not. Oh, okay. What are we talking about today? You're going to lead the show. No, you're leading the show. No, I always lead the show. You're leading the show. No, no, no. No, you go ahead. You the information's the literally right here in front of you. I'm not good with that. You're better at talking about it. It's it's clearly right there. You just got to talk about what happened. No, but you you should clearly talk about it. Okay, let's talk about it. Um, why don't we start with the Boston Florida series? Why don't we not? Why don't we save that for last? Well, why are we going to save that one for last? Because I don't want to talk about that right now. I'm still not over it emotionally. Okay. Okay. I'm. You probably don't have enough sounds on that soundboard that I could play right now to emphasize how I feel. About a 65-win team who lost 12 games in regulation all year, who then proceed to decide to shit their pants, metaphorically, of course, (laughs) and lose four games in two weeks to a team that was roughly 30 30 or 35 points behind you in the standings, including two overtime games that you lost at home. That right there, the Boston Bruins gave you the exact definition of fuck around and find out. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so what do you want to start with then? Well, just finish it now. Florida beat Boston. Boston didn't show up to the table, and then, of course, oh, Bergeron's playing with a herniated disc in his back. Maybe he should have been playing then because the Bruins won the first three out of four without Bergeron in the lineup, so maybe you just kept him out of the lineup and let him heal up if it was going to be, quote-unquote, a long playoff run. Allegedly, it sounds like also, or actually not allegedly, it also sounds like Allmark was hurt. Why wasn't Sway playing then? People now bitching and complaining about how Jim Montgomery should be fired because he wasn't ready for the situation. And, oh, Bruce Cassidy would have never let this happen. And, you know, it's notice how Bruce Cassidy in Vegas moved on, but Jim Montgomery in Boston didn't. Listen, we're fucking comparing apples and oranges here. It is what it is. It happened. Boston beat themselves, but I will give Florida their credit. They showed up and played. They've been playing playoff-style hockey for the last week or two. That's why those bottom seeds are always the toughest to get through. And we'll talk about Colorado in a bit with their problems as well with Seattle. But Boston did not advance, and they would have played Toronto in round two. They're not there. Congrats to Florida. Good luck in round two, I guess. Well, not really, but (laughs) hopefully it's a good matchup for the NHL. 
Yeah. Um, Toronto exercised their demons in one in six games and beat the Lightning, including winning all three games in Tampa, which is very impressive. Uh, Carolina defeated the Islanders in six, and the Devils came from 2-0 down to win uh, four out of the last six. No, four out of the last five, sorry, to win in seven games. Um, So your round two matchups are Carolina and New Jersey. Uh, Jersey's going to give Carolina more of a fit than the Islanders did, and the the Islanders had pushed Carolina to six games. So I think Jersey moves on, and I think if Toronto, after waiting 20 years to get out of round one, is going to get to a conference final and maybe a Stanley Cup final, this is their best year because Boston would have proven to be a bit of a challenge. And I mean, Florida could still be a challenge, but I think Toronto is going to take care of business and see that this is an opportunity they cannot let squander. So I think it's going to be Toronto and New Jersey. And as surprised as I am to say this, I don't have any ill will towards Toronto. And I do like to watch Steve Dangle. And there's other people that I watch on YouTube that are Leafs fans. And I'd like to see them have happiness for a little bit in their life. So I actually am going to root for the Leafs moving forward for the rest of the playoffs. And it has nothing to do with the fact that Florida beat Boston. I've actually watched up until um, the Dane Cook show that we went to on Saturday. I'd watched every Leafs and Lightning game because I wanted to see what was going to happen with the Leafs. Okay. And had we, had, had we be not going to a Red Sox game tonight, we're recording this on a Tuesday, by the way, I'd probably be watching the Leafs game. And I'll watch all the Leafs games because I want to see how they do. Fair enough. Fair enough. I actually am rooting for a team in the West now. All right, well, let's get over to the west side and let's see what we got in the west here. So we've got um, the biggest upset, I think, outside of... I would say this, if had Boston not lost to Florida, this would probably have been one of the bigger upsets, which is the second year uh, Seattle Kraken making the playoffs and winning in seven games, knocking off the defending Stanley Cup champion Avalanche. And yes, you can say the Avalanche didn't have Landis Gog, their captain, but again, the, the Avalanche, I, it's it's crazy. That's how the playoffs work. Yeah, essentially, you know, a seven and an eight seed made it out of the first round. So, yeah, um, and that's actually who I'm rooting for is uh, Seattle. Seattle Kraken. Yeah. All right. Dallas uh, took out uh, Minnesota in six games. Pretty good series overall, but Dallas seemed to have just the extra little oomph they needed to get by. And uh, De- Dallas and Seattle will be an interesting matchup. I'm not really sure how that one's going to go because I, I, there's no reason for why Seattle couldn't just go on a run. It's the same thing with New Jersey. New Jersey's got this new goaltender in. I don't even remember what his name is off the top of my head, but he's since he's come in for um hold on, let me look it up. Just give me a second here. Um do do do. I'm so sorry. This is very unprofessional of me. I should already have this pre done, but I don't, so Yeah, we go by the seat of our pants. That's what uh, we do. Apologies. Apologies. Since um Vitek Vanichek got pulled, um Akira Schmid has just been fucking killing it for the devils he's got two shutouts against a powerhouse team like the rangers who had uh kane and panarin and tarasenko and uh Hedl and uh Kreider, uh what's his name um zabinajad like the whole- and that is the one thing i will say that a lot of these teams that i thought would make it in are haven't boston didn't make it in lightning Oh, has always made it in the past. Yeah, but again, I told you I, that that series is a toss-up because Toronto's just as good as Tampa is, and Tampa's been playing 80, 90 games for the last three years. You're going to get caught up. It's going to catch up to you eventually. Yeah. And Toronto, unlike maybe past years, they capitalized on overtime wins. Tampa Bay did not win a game at home 
and they blew a lead. They blew a 4-1 lead, and the Leafs won 5-4 in overtime. Yeah. That's the difference. That broke their back. Yeah, but if you had told me, you know, at the beginning of the season that Tampa Bay was going to be knocked out, I would be like, I wouldn't uh, have been. I wouldn't have been surprised. Yeah, I mean, if it, you would have said Tampa Bay was the one seed and they got knocked out by an eight seed, I would have been a little surprised by that. But I'm not surprised by that at all. So, yeah, um, I mean, you know, but like the the Carolina Islanders game that didn't surprise me at all. That's the only one that really didn't surprise me. No, I figured Carolina was going to win. I knew the Islanders were going to give them a series, and they did, and they won in six games, Carolina. But the Carolinas going to definitely have their hands full with New Jersey. So yeah. Um, on the other side, the bottom half of the Western bracket, you got Vegas, who took out the Jets uh, in five games. The Jets, I mean, they didn't have their best play, one of their best defensemen in um, Josh Morrissey. They were missing Ehlers for a bit. They were missing Shifley. So when three or four of your bigger players and better players on your team aren't there, it's going to be hard to win any series, especially against a team like Vegas. Yeah. Um, and then Edmonton with a spirited series with LA winning in six games. So they move on as well. So you've got still two, two Canadian teams and could there be a chance that two Canadian teams meet in the finals? That's, I think what's my early pick is, is Edmonton and Toronto, but it could literally be anything. I'll tell you this much. Like we talked about, I talked about with a friend of mine, none of these teams have been to the Stanley cup finals recently. So there'll be some new faces that are being there. Obviously, Seattle's never been. Dallas hasn't been to the Cup final since 2000. Vegas hasn't been since 2018 when they lost to the Caps. The Oilers haven't been since 06. The Hurricanes haven't been since they beat the Oilers in 06. The Devils haven't been since 2012. 2012? Yeah, 2012. The Leafs haven't won the Stanley Cup since 67. And I can't even tell you the last time they've been there. And the Panthers haven't been in the Stanley Cup final since 96 when they lost to the Avs in a sweep. So somebody new is going to be into the finals, which is good. It's good for the league to get newer teams with exposure. I mean, obviously, would the league have preferred to see Boston-Toronto over Boston and uh, Toronto-Florida? Absolutely. Absolutely. Just like they would have rather seen Dallas and Colorado because of the rivalry. And they probably would have preferred to see Winnipeg-Edmonton because of the Western, the the Canadian aspect there. Yeah. But And I'm sure they would have probably liked to see Rangers-Islanders or Devils-Islanders because of the proximity as opposed to Hurricanes and Rangers. But I mean, Hurricanes and Devils. But yeah. um, if I'm picking teams for round two, yeah, give me the Leafs and the Devils in the East and give me Dallas and I'll say Edmonton in the West. And then I'll take um, – I know I previously had Dallas in, but I think I'm going to put Edmonton in over them. It depends on if Pavelski comes back and if he's healthy. Um, give me Edmonton and Toronto, and I'll just say it's going to be an all-cup final this year, and I think I think this is Toronto's best year to win the cup, so we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I mean, if I'm looking at it, I would pretty much be similar to what you have said. I think that I think Seattle will go over Dallas, though. I think Seattle, it'll be uh, Seattle and potentially the Oilers, um, and then I think the Oilers will probably overtake Seattle. So I think it'll be Oilers, and then on the the east side, I would probably say what Toronto. Um, even though Florida has given us trouble as Bruins fans, I think Toronto, like you said, it has to be their year. So that it's going to probably be Toronto and uh, New Jersey, and then I'm probably saying Toronto and Oilers. I would probably choose the. I'd probably say the Oilers over Toronto. What's the worst case scenario for the NHL? Like, what's the worst possible cup matchup in their eyes that's left? I would say probably Seattle, Florida. 
Seattle, Florida. Yeah, that would be one of those ones. It's like you got two wild card, just just two random ass teams, just like the Seattle Kraken, who's in their second year in existence, and the Florida Panthers, who's basically just skated by. Literally, like I said, had Pittsburgh beaten uh, Chicago at home towards the end of the year, they would have made the playoffs, and the Panthers wouldn't be here right now. And honestly, I would have rather had that scenario. Now looking back at it, but it's <laughs> it is what it is. It's whatever. I mean. You could have maybe played the Islanders instead. I don't know. It is what it is. It happened. We can move on now. I had yeah. my 10 or 15 minutes where I just kind of sat there in stunned disbelief, and then I just looked at you and said, well, this sucks, and then just packed up my shit, and I went home, mm-hmm. and I listened to slightly depressing music on the way home and just kind of got it all out of my system and just kind of screamed at my top of my lungs until I was hoarse, and then I went inside and got over it because there's nothing I can do. Yeah, yeah, at this point it's sad. Um I don't I don't understand the concept of being so angry you break stuff like you know breaking your your brand new TV or burning your shit isn't going to help that it's not going to help anything. Like it's not. No. And that's and that's the thing too, especially with this. Like, yes, obviously we wanted the Bruins to win. And of course, of course. You, you every every NHL team that goes into the season whether you know you're good or you think that your or your team is bad, you know, I'm sure Coyotes fans, even though there's probably not a lot of them, no disrespect to Coyotes fans, but they're, <laughs> well, they're not, the way that they're kind of being treated as like, are they going to move? Or are they doing this? Like they play in a fucking college rink with 5,000 fans. Like every team thinks that it's going to be like their year, like in the NFL, every team thinks they have a chance to win the Super Bowl. Realistically, yeah. it's like five teams, but you want your team to do the best that they do. And knowing, like I said, going into the season everybody knew that Boston was going to be in their last run, their last dance. You know, maybe this is it for Bergeron and Krejci. They weren't supposed to get off to a hot start. They did get off to a hot start, and then they didn't stop. And they kept winning and winning and winning and winning and winning. And it was just like, this team's a juggernaut. Like, who's going to stop this team? And I said on the podcast, they're going to stop themselves. And the inability to get the puck out of the zone and making stupid, simple mistakes, terrible passes, like you said, mm. and just not capitalizing on power plays. If Boston capitalizes on one of the two power plays they got early in the game, then the, the game's a different story, and then they won. Yeah. But, well, in the same thing, you look at, like you said, the stupid mistakes that were made. Allmark going out of his net, way out of his net to get that puck, and tossing it to a Panthers player. If Allmark, If Allmark's in that situation again, I understand like you're trying to get out of there to try to help the play. Don't pass the puck forward. Pass it behind you so it goes around the boards. Because by the time it goes around in. the board, you have a time to get back into the net. Exactly. Honestly, like I said, they shouldn't have even put themselves in that scenario. I expected five, maybe six games at the most, and they had a chance to win both game five and six if they were fucking around too much. I mean, Christ, in game six, you know, we're back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. DeBrus scores. Oh my God, we're you know we're tied or we're taking the lead and we're shorthanded and whatever. I think we had the lead when we were short when we scored shorthanded. Yeah. And then a blink of an eye, and within like ten seconds, Florida scored right back, and I'm like, oh, fucking Christ. And then they scored late in the game, and I'm like, great, like this is. Yeah. And, and also I- the uh, my, both my therapist and I are in agreement that the hand pass that was called was not a hand not pass. Not a hand pass. Not a fucking hand pass. And anybody who says otherwise is just not a Bruins fan or doesn't fucking can't see. It clearly looked like to me, and if it is, it, obviously it was called a hand pass. It's whatever. 
I don't know what the definition of a hand pass is. Usually you put your hand on the puck and you pass it over to your teammate. It looked like it was just bad timing on DeBrusque's part because as he's down to try to pick up his stick, his hand is in like closed position to pick up his stick to grab it. And the puck bounces off his hand and it looked like he kind of nudged his hand forward and kind of pushed it. He was trying to get his back. He was uh, trying to get back up and get his stick and his hand moved at the same time the puck came by and it bounced. And they call that a hand pass. And they call it a fucking hand pass. I don't. Yeah, that was definitely not a hand pass at all. I don't like the fact, too, that the officiating kept changing. Like, the same officials should be officiating the same game. That's just how it should be right down the middle. I can understand in football, it's a one-game playoff, so it doesn't matter. Different officials, it's whatever. Yeah. But when you're in a seven-game series, just be like, listen, you are the officials that are assigned to this particular series. This is where you're staying. And then round two, we'll change it all up again and we'll move you around. Yeah, but I, the fact that there was like three or four different sets of officials who have different sets of rules or standards doesn't help a seven game series when you know oh one official is going to let shit go then the next game the official that that a different set of officials decide they're, they're going to call this and that that wasn't called in the previous game or you know oh that's a high stick well how come it wasn't called and like you know yeah there's different standards that that some of these refs have and you're like well wait a minute that's not normal like that's that right. shouldn't have been and called. i'm not no and listen i don't want people to think that i'm trying to be a bitter fan over here that are trying to be one of those oh the officials did us wrong that's fine it is what it is the officials are going to be human they're going to make mistakes i'm sure if i was official i would definitely make mistakes yeah but i would just like all i'm asking for is consistency if you're going to call something one way if you're going to call boston on a bogus trip or a phantom trip then i expect the same courtesy when it goes back florida's way i do yeah just call it both ways i don't care I don't think Matthew. I think Matthew Kachuk should have been suspended too for his cross check to the kidney of fucking Garnet Hathaway in Game Three. I think it was Game Three or Four. Yeah. I don't think that he should have been able to. Oh, here's a five thousand dollar fine. We've already had a, dis, a a debate with player safety. They're fucking ridiculous. They're a joke. Yeah. What's going on? What's got? What's got going on over there? Spam call. Oh, awesome. So, where are we at for time? Uh, seventeen minutes. Got a lot of show to fill. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I mean, the only other thing I could talk to you about would be like, I'm not going to break down each series. I, I don't, yeah. I'm, I don't know. I don't, I, there's a lot of questions when it comes to the Bruins. Obviously, as the playoffs end, we'll get to those questions. You know, are they able to re sign Orloff? Are they able to re sign Bertuzzi? Does Grizzly get traded? Does maybe Allmark get traded? Does other players like Forbert get traded because of money? Like, you know, I think. Like yeah, what it's going to be a different looking Bruins team this next season. Slightly different, yes. I mean, obviously, Zaka's signed long term. Pasta just got re-signed. Marshan will be back. Coyle will be back. Hall will be back. Um, Max still there. Carlos still there. Like there's, yeah. you know, and Sway will still be there. So I don't know. I mean, you probably call up some younger guys from Providence, maybe, and give them a shot. Maybe you call up a new backup goaltender, and I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, you don't. <laughs> With the way that Omar played throughout the season, I can't see why they would get rid of him. Money. Money and because you're going to trade away a Vesna goaltender that's making, I think, five or six mil a year. There's plenty of teams in the league that's looking for goaltending, so Boston could try to make a deal where they fill a spot. Like, if Krejci decides to go back to Europe or decides to retire, who's going to be, and Bergeron decides to retire, who's your number one and number two centers next year? Yeah, yeah, that is true. So that way, it's going to be what Zaka, Zaka, and Coyle. Like, are those your number one and number two? Yeah, and then you got to fill out the bottom six, which you can fill out with veteran players. Maybe like, does Felino come back? Felino probably doesn't come back. That's true. Yeah, 
And I guess you're right. If you get rid of Omark and get a good fair price for him, you can fill in those spots I elsewhere. I don't, I don't want to do it, but if the money, if I, I mean, I, I like, it, I wouldn't be mad at Sway as our starter. Well, of course not. I wouldn't be mad at Sway as our starter, either. and I like the combination of these two. And I'm gonna obviously, if Omark leaves, then I'm gonna miss the goalie hugs. But yeah, well, you know, and that's the thing too, especially with the season that um, his name Bussy or Boosie had Bussy Bussy. I mean, he had a pretty decent season in Providence. I could see him being called up and put in the backup role. He's still a young guy, though, so I wouldn't be surprised. I think he needs a little bit more seasoning in Providence. And obviously, I'm not going to sit on this or talk on this show and say that I know what I'm talking about when it comes to Providence hockey. I did know about Sway. And that, mine was like, was an optimism thing because when I told you guys a couple years ago about Sway and I was like, this kid's 10-0 and 0 down in the AHL for Providence and he's killing it and his goals against Savage is off the charts. And now we're a couple years later and Sway, I feel bad too because I don't know if you watched the interview after for Swayman and he was like, he was like upset. You could see that he was upset and he had a little, like he had like a teary eye going and he was like, I feel like I let the boys down. I, you know, just didn't make one more save that I needed to make. And I'm like, no, Jeremy, please don't. Please don't blame yourself. You did everything you could. You stopped Matthew Kachuk on a breakaway. You made multiple big-time saves late in the game. You know, the third goal that went in, I'm not blaming him for that. That's It's just hockey. I mean, the dude, yeah, for the, Pan- the, the dude for the Panthers took a shot at the point. It got blocked. It came back to him. And by the time, I think it was either Coyle or Bertuzzi kind of spun around and saw where the puck was, it was already past him, and his, he just missed it with the tip of his stick, and it just kind of snuck by the corner of um, Sway's Sway's pad or whatever, his shoulder, and went in. It's the same thing with the overtime goal by Verhage. Neither one of us knew it went in. It was literally, we were watching the game, and we saw like a flash, and then Jack was like, score! And I'm like, uh, what now? And I'm, we, and I'm like, there's no way. And then I'm like, there's got to be offsides, there's got to be goalie interference, some, there, it hit the post, something. And then they showed the replay, and it went in perfectly, didn't hit the net, just hit the back bar, and just came right out. Yeah. And I went, well... That's unfortunate. Yeah, and that's the thing, too, is like, you know, both Sway and Olmark, Olmark did kind of shit the bed a little bit, but even still, you look at how they played, and it was... But I but I can't blame him, though. If you're injured, and I understand you want to play, you have to protect players from themselves. Just like, and this is going to be a very interesting, uh, like, uh, what am I trying to say here? Like, like can try to compare that to like a wrestler where you a wrestler wants to wrestle but you need to save them from themselves so they don't hurt themselves further. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to compare. I don't know what the word I, is and I'm, my brain's fried right uh, now. It's kind of like a like a, a synonym or something. Synonym or simile. I don't you know. know what I'm, I don't know. Yeah, I know what you're trying to say though. Yeah. I know what you're trying to get at. I get it. So I understand that like he wants to play but at the same time I be, like again and people criticize Monty for that. Like you're up three games to one. Let Sway play game five and maybe game six. Give Allmark some rest. All year, nobody played more than like three games in a row. You rotated back and forth. Maybe two at the most, but never usually three. And I mean, there are goaltenders like that played, you know, 60, 70 games. Like you had them at both 40 or so around mid 40s to make sure for this moment that these two goaltenders are ready to go. So if you needed to put either one in, it's unfortunate that Sway only got one chance. Yeah, but so I, wait, here, I will say this also. You can't blame the goaltending for what happened, though, because the, uh, 
also part of it was defense. Right. Again, Monty in game six. Why are we putting Forbert and Carlo together? Yeah. I'm not Carlo. Forbert and Clifton. When you took out Grizz, why are you taking out Grizz? Yeah. Why? That doesn't make any sense. No, you leave. You need puck moving defensemen. And those two are, I understand they're more of a physical style and they're kind of a, you know, a bruiser defenseman. Then you put him with a speedier guy. So that way you've got, you can't have, you know, I don't mean to be disrespectful to these two guys because I, I like them both. But you can't be having cement skates out there on the ice, especially with a a Panthers team that's been playing fast and playing competitive and pushing you to your limit. Yeah, and they were, they I, that's desperate. why exactly that's why I told you when we were up three two in that game, and then we're sitting there and I'm like, there's still 12 minutes left. I said, oh my god, and it's the most agonizing. And you know, time doesn't go by faster. You put your head down, you come back up. You think 30 seconds went by, the fucking puck hasn't even been dropped yet. Yeah. And then it gets more and more agonizing. And then the puck goes in, you know, to tie the game, and you're just like, oh, my God, here we go again. And it's not even like you're mad about it. Like, you're just, it's just like, here we go again. Like, it's same shit. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, if, if this, I can, I can only imagine how much better the Bruins' recent playoff success would be if they were actually able to close out shit with all the past, like, just failures that they've had. You know, they... They, who knows what would have happened in 2013 with the, you know, the two goals they gave up to the Blackhawks that year. Maybe they win that game and they end up winning game seven. Now they're, they've won two Stanley Cups. Maybe they win in 2019 and they have a third Stanley Cup. And now this loss doesn't look so bad because maybe they're not doing the last run because Krejci and Bergeron have three cups. But I agree with you on that. I think that they've made some mistakes in the past. And like you said, there were mistakes that were made in this one that just couldn't be you, you couldn't come back from as a team. And, you know, like I said, you it's amazing how you went from up three one in a series, which would have been the Sunday before. Yeah. And then within a week, you've lost the next three games in a row and your season is over. And it's just like that. It ended just that fast. Yeah. And that's the hardest part is that because it ended so fast, like I don't think as fans we got like the satisfaction of No, of course not. I mean, obviously the deeper you go into the playoffs, the more it hurts. If you get past round one, like we like we've talked about before, round one is the hardest round to get out of because there's just so much randomness, you just don't know what's gonna happen. Obviously, look at this year. You've got two wild card teams that are supposed to be in essentially, like I said, a seven and an eight seed who are here and you know I mean, what one and two seed made it out of the uh, the Metro. The two seed, you know, comes out of the Atlantic. Uh, the one and two in the Pacific, and then the wild card one and the two in, um, in the Central. Yeah. So, again, you know, congratulations to the Panthers. I'm not trying to be bitter. They did it. They played a hell of a game. They played their style of game. It was a little dirty at times, but those are the teams you have to be dirty. And there was somebody, you know, specifically that I read about. You know, championship teams overcome adversity. There's going to be bumps in the road in the playoffs. This is a particularly big bump so early into the run. But if Boston's a championship team, they're going to overcome this. And it looked like they were going to. It looked like, all right, you know, you 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 kind of played with a little too much fire. You kind of played with your food too much. You, you, you snuck out and, you know, with a 3-2 victory or a 4-2 if it was an empty netter and got by the Panthers and give it a couple days of rest and we'll see how you do with the Leafs. But... They didn't do that, and no. if you ask some people, it wasn't part of the script. Yeah, that is true. I mean, and that was something I've been meaning to ask you about is that video I sent you the other day 
I mean, what, what do you think it was just an accident that that happened? And yes. So why don't you explain to people the video in question that you're talking about? So this guy on TikTok basically was showing that on TBS that that goal was it the overtime goal in it was the seven? Panthers goal the, in, the, uh, in the third period the it, late the late goal that the, they tied oh that's it. right the, to make it tied um, basically TBS flashed on the board that Panthers score and then about. 10, 15 seconds later, that's when the Panthers... It was longer than that. It was like 20 or 30 seconds. Yeah. So basically, from what I've heard from people is, because of the satellite feeds of the trucks, the live game takes is like 20 or 30 seconds ahead. So I think at that particular moment, the goal had been scored live in the arena, but it hadn't gotten back to us yet on the feed. So when it said goal... It was happening live, but we had to wait another 20 or 30 seconds to watch the feed catch up to send to us. Yeah, I guess that does make sense. And the other thing was, too, is that somebody might have hit the wrong button and went to hit the empty net button because the Panthers said, oop, I almost burned myself. The Panthers. (laughs) How'd you do that? I went to put my hand there and I bumped it because I didn't realize it was that close. (laughs) Um, I'm going to push you. There you go. Um, Actually, I want to put. Hold on. Oh, the fire grows. Uh, put this right here, okay, as a buffer. <laughs> um, <laughs> somebody put the, may have may have hit the wrong button and said that the you know the Panthers had pulled the goalie, so maybe they wanted to put the empty net button, but they pressed. Cause it's, we we know how that works with being a broadcasting school. There's a lot of That's fucking true. buttons and shit you got to press. So yeah, I mean you can could. call it a conspiracy theory. Somebody said that it was you said what what did the thing say that Vince McMahon was doing the scripting or whatever or something that said like that. Oh, I didn't say that. Oh. No. Well, that's what it said on the thing or whatever. Like on one of the, I watched it because it said uh, Vince McMahon uh, rewriting the NHL or something because it said goal, and I was like, whatever. It's <laughs> it's I, another it's another failure you can put into the Bruins time capsule of failures that this team's had over the last ten or fifteen years, missing the playoffs by one point. There's actually a video that you can go watch if you want. That's very therapeutic if you're a Bruins fan. It's about three minutes long. It's by a YouTube guy named Urinating Tree. And I've showed you his videos before. Dude, <laughs> it's brutal. It is brutal. It just shows you like the failures that they've had and it runs through the whole list. And the question you ask yourself is, did Boston just get out choked in 2011 by Vancouver? Because otherwise they would have no cups to, to, to have and they would have had another game seven failure. Yeah. There's so many game sevens in Boston's history that they've lost and just series that they probably should have won against teams that I wouldn't necessarily say inferior, but they were better than with the rosters that they've had and the all the good talent, and it just seems it's all wasted. Like, yeah, there's been multiple times where I've looked at a team like, and we said that even um, a few years ago, and like you know, yet again, like 2019, we looked at it, we're like, this team with Rask and the team was playing great, Rask and Chara and Bergeron and Krejci and Marshawn and the whole gang. I mean, Pasternak, like all of them, even throwing in you know Lucic and Horton and all of this, like it just. It just goes to show you, like, that's why I like the Stanley Cup playoffs. As much as it hurts me, like, they're just the randomness. Like, look at the teams that are left. Like, nobody, I would say, of the eight teams that are left, you probably in the regular season would have said maybe half of them would probably be here. Yeah, I expected, like, Carolina, maybe New Jersey. A lot of people had Jersey written off. They didn't have Jersey making the playoffs. And again, I tip my hat to Florida. They just won the President's Trophy the year prior. And that's another thing people bring up. Oh, it's the President's Trophy curse. Boston shouldn't have won the President's Trophy. Well, it's not like you can't 
you know, you can't not take it. Like you had the best season. Yeah. And it's great that they did. And that'll be in the history books for a long time. Probably forever. I don't think any team's ever going to win 65 games again and have 135 points. Uh, yeah. I mean, that was just a ridiculous run they ran on. So I, I respect it. I, you know, but I, at the same time, like you said, you, you got to in the long run, pull it out. Yeah. It's the same thing with the Warriors. 73 and nine season, best NBA season, at least for regular season, but they didn't win the finals. So nobody exactly. cares about that. Patriots went 18 and one. Great. They had a perfect regular season. Doesn't mean shit. Yeah. You get a banner that says perfect regular season, but that doesn't mean anything. And at the end of the day, the Bruins are going to have uh, another number put in the president's trophy banner that they have, and it'll say 2023, but it's not a Stanley Cup banner, and it's not an Eastern Conference Champions banner, so I don't give two shits. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's your main goal is the Stanley Cup. Right. That is what you really want to go Right, for. that's all anybody wants, and that's what Boston kept saying. That's why that frustrates me even more. That's all they, that's all they cared about. At the beginning of the year, that was their focus. We're going to try to win one more with the boys. Let's go out and play our best kind of hockey. And it looked like for the first four games, except for game two, they were doing that. They took care of business down in Florida, and then... I don't know what happened. I don't know if they got put under some voodoo or what the fuck was going on with them, but they just were not the same team in the last three games. And mm-hmm. Florida just kept, you know, a team's going to play the hardest they can when their back's against the wall. And they won game five. They won game six. And I'm like, all right, Boston, this is game seven. And you got down, you know, early. You were down one nothing. You managed to tie it and then be down a beat. Were they down 2-1 and then they tied it again? Yeah. Yeah. They were down 2-1 after the second period and then scored two goals in the third period yep. to take the lead. And yeah. It was within the first like five minutes, too, of the yeah. third. So I thought because of all the experience that Boston, because half of the players in Florida, almost all of them, had never even played in a game seven. Yeah. Like, you know, Bergeron's played in multiple game sevens. Krejci and, Ra- uh, not Rask, um, Swayman had played last year in game seven against Carolina. And this one stings more because of the expectations. Mm. Last year against Carolina, it was, yeah, all right, we're a wild card team. We kind of snuck in. It's cool, whatever. Carolina's the better team. If we if we win, we win. If we don't, we don't. And we did force a game seven. And unfortunately for us, we didn't win. But I wasn't as bummed about it because I wasn't going in with the expectations. This one was almost a... All or nothing, ride or die last year, and now, like I, like I said, what's the future of the Bruins hold? I don't know. I mean, I still have confidence because, like you said, the team is going to look good next year with yeah, all the pieces. Yeah, and I but... don't know what other pieces are going to be coming in, and I'll be interested to see if Bergeron comes back for another cheap contract for maybe one more year. I mean, I understand if him and Krejci leave, but at the same time, do you really want to go out after having that kind of a year and then losing in seven games? Like, yeah. do you put yourself through the rigors of a long from October to April or whatever regular season of 82 games and then have to try to go through it again. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's the hardest part. You're not going to be able to do that. I mean, especially at Bergeron's age, there's not much more hockey he has left, you know, and that's going to be something that I know. I, I I just don't know if that's, I just, it's just a bummer for him. He's such a good player. He'll probably, he'll probably win another Selkie trophy, but to be one in three in the playoffs, and then if you just look at all the past failures, like from when from from when he's played on the Bruins, and just go down all of them, like it just sucks. Like it's it's brutal. Like I said, that urinating tree video is brutal. It's a brutal three minutes to watch if you're a Bruins fan. It's a painful reminder of all the collapses and all the chokes. And this might be this is easily in the category of one of the worst chokes in sports history. Like it sucks. It's it's unfortunate. Yeah, it, it is very unfortunate. And that's, 
I I look at this situation and I think, what could they have done differently that would have made this series different? Don't play Clifton and don't play Forbert together. Leave Grizzlick and stop overthinking it so much. That's what he was doing. He was thinking, overthinking too much of the matchups. Let Boston just go out and play. They've been doing the same thing all year. Don't push any buttons in the playoffs unless you absolutely need to or consult with someone that might, you know, that you can consult with. Don't if someone's injured, if you can tell that they're injured, you can see that they're laboring, then take them out. Put in Sway. Sway should have played game 5 at home. You know, you come back from Florida, you had a get a couple days off too, I think, from game 4 to game 5. Let Sway play game 5 cuz that way, all right, if Sway loses, it's fine. You go back to Florida, you put Allmark in the net. But if Allmark's not healthy, keep playing Sway. I understand you're riding the hot goaltender and Allmark's been playing great and he'll probably win the Vesna trophy this year, but and obviously the the mistakes, getting the puck out of the zone, trying to be too fancy, making fancy passes. Here's a good one. Not shooting the puck enough. Just put the fucking thing on net. Look what Florida did. They struggled the first few games when Lyon was in, except for game two. Lyon came out, Bobrovsky came in, and played like the $10 million goaltender they needed him to be. That is true, yeah. I mean, and that was, uh, we can't put it all on Boston. There were a lot of factors for the Panthers that just worked out in their favor. Uh, you know, like you said, Yes, Bobrovsky was one of those ones you weren't expecting. Puck luck. That's the biggest thing in the NHL. That's what the Bruins had all season. They had puck luck. Good bounces, lucky bounces, and all that stuff. And the puck luck just wasn't our way. There were multiple games where Boston was out shooting Florida. I saw somebody posted on Twitter that said 999 out of 1,000 times, the shot in overtime that Pasta had in the slot that close to Bobrovsky goes in. Yeah. But the fact that Bobrovsky moved just slightly enough by a couple of inches so that the puck didn't slide by his pad, his blocker pad, it like glanced off his blocker or whatever and went out. And that was the difference. And like yeah. I said, it's it's just that much. You're playing with a very thin razor's edge mm. of and obviously, you know, Florida had already gone in. Like I said, I was worried about that game. Florida went into the with the mentality of we've already won the last two games. We won at home. We've already won in Boston in overtime. We've already won in Boston twice. Why can't we win a third time? Boston went what one, one and three, one and three on home ice. Yeah, that's unacceptable. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Like, you got to win one at home. One, you did win one. Well, you I won mean, the first one. You but every, but even then, people would say that win was a fluke because a couple of lucky bounces went in for Boston, and they took advantage of it. Honestly, if that was the case, Florida would have won the series a lot sooner. That and Florida, true. Florida's playing with house money. Yeah, all right, cool. If we win, we win. If we lose, it's no big deal. We're the eighth seed. Nobody's expecting a lot from us. Yeah. So, and that's like you said, that's the difference. I think there was too high of an expectation for Boston. Um, it's uh, thirty-seven. Okay. So a few more minutes, and we'll give it a short episode. We don't really have much to talk about. I mean, well, like I said, um, I'm sorry. This has all been you know Bruins related when we should be talking about round two, but I got to get all this out because it's it's just been festering for the last few days and. Yeah, and I know that, like... And everybody on the show, obviously, we're from New England, so Bruins are my number one. So that's what I got to talk about first, and everybody, you know, who's listened to the show knows that I'm a hardcore Bruins fan. I've been a hardcore Bruins fan. I've been actively, like, watching, like, every game since 04, so we're coming up on, like, 20 years. And next year, next year will be interesting for the Bruins, too, because next year, I believe, is their 100th, uh, 100th year as a team. So that'll be their 100th oh, wow. anniversary. Yeah. 
So maybe that's what they're saving it for. <laughs> Epic collapse this year to win the Stanley Cup in your team's 100th anniversary. Good Lord. So um, I mean, hey, maybe uh, it would have been nice if they had kind of pulled off a Pittsburgh Penguin bullshit and done it two years in a row. They could have won this year and next year, too. That's all right. It's whatever. <laughs> it's fine. Oh, well, I was talking about the Penguins over here as Penguins fan. Listen, I'm just saying it, it would have been nice. It's fine. I know. It's fine. Um, so, you know, again, the, I hope hopefully all these are good matchups. They look like they are. Vegas and Edmonton will be a good series to watch. Seattle, Dallas will be underrated. I think Carolina, New Jersey will be good. I think the Leafs, I'd like to say the Leafs are going to handle the, the Panthers, but I also thought the Bruins were going to handle the Panthers. But the Leafs have finally exercised their demons, so now the sky's the limit for the Leafs. They got by a round. Now they can't be called choke artists anymore, and they can they have home ice advantage. And I mean, if I think they have a better record than Jersey does, so if they can get by, uh, if Jersey gets by Carolina, I think the Leafs have home ice advantage for a good chunk now. I tell you one thing, if the Florida Panthers win the Stanley Cup, it's going to be like a Cinderella story for them. <laughs> it could be. You never know. I mean, the think pit. about it. Just squeaking in at the eighth seed, ran the gauntlet. Won't be the first time it happens. It can happen. You never know. Yeah. Won't be the first time that a big name, uh, a, a former Stanley Cup winner or whatever gets beat or President's Trophy team gets beat and some team goes on to Cinderella. There's always that one. Yeah, so it could be them. But, you never know. So... <laughs> That's all I got for today because I. All right. You know, I read yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Or, I'll read. I'll, you read Saturday, so I'll I, read Sunday. Sundays. Yep. Yeah. So thanks for listening to this week's uh, installment. Moving forward, um, we'll be doing Saturday sports shows, Sunday entertainment shows, uh, both coming out at noon. Um, if you have any feedback that you want to give to us, if you want us to do a game or talk about a specific sport, my mom said we should be trying to talking about like like F1 racing or like MotoGP racing because of like the European listeners that we have, because that's what they watch. But I'm like, I don't know enough about that. And if I'm going to come to the table with something like that, I want to be knowledgeable about it. And yeah, that's, that's more sports as it is. I don't even talk about basketball. And I mean, I could talk about that for two seconds and say that the Celtics lost to the, you know, the, the Sixers without Embiid. And now there's doom and gloom in Boston again for another team that potentially could choke. So, yeah, and that's something that, like, as we go along, we'll probably expand on in certain instances. But again, if people let us know what they want us to talk about, we'll do it. Yeah. I'll do the research. If you want me to talk about F one or something like that, I will. I think I, you know, I know we have Australian listeners here and there. I don't know a lot about cricket. I don't know a lot about rugby. Actually, I will say a lot of European listeners don't listen in because they want to hear about their sports. They actually really appreciate American sports. I know they do. Um, there's multiple people that I've heard before, like um, there's a British guy I see on TikTok who loves America and like watches NHL and stuff. I love America, yes. <laughs> so we are the Wiki Case Podcast, streaming on Apple, Spotify, Google, TuneIn. Teaser. And wherever you can get all major podcasts as well as YouTube, like I said, all times come out at noon on Sundays or Saturdays now too. Yeah. YouTube will come out Sundays though, right? Oh, both, right? Both, yeah. Both, so okay. if it's if it's a sports show, they'll come out. All, all of it will come out on Saturday. Saturday at noon, and then Sunday is the entertainment at noon. Yeah. Our phone number is seven seven four seven six four nine zero seven four. Yeah. Seven seven four seven six four ninety seventy four. Give us a call. Let us know if you want to be on the show. We can do that now. It's pretty easy to do. If you want to talk sports with us, yeah. Specifically talking about you, Steph, the waiver wire queen. <laughs> I mentioned you in the other show. I'll mention you in this show because you're the one that randomly messaged me and was like, "Hey." How are your nerves for Game 7? And I said, ha great. 
through the roof. <laughs> Couldn't be better. Another game seven in Boston. We already know what's going to happen. <laughs> Failure. <laughs> Email thewikiks at gmail.com. Website, the www.thewikiks.com. Socials, Facebook, Instagram, the Twitter. Twitter. At the uh, wikiks. Uh, Kyle does a pretty good job posting as much stuff as he can. I'm a little bit lazier and I probably should help, but we're I'll, I'll try to get better with that. And then um, patreon.com forward slash wikiks, $3 a month. It's a cup of coffee. A little less than a cup of coffee because coffee's expensive now. You get a with, small coffee. I guess so. Um, we've got one thing, which is just a picture of Kyle with a corn dog right now from the Big E from last year. And I'm going to send him some more videos of stuff that we've done. And I'm sure you could probably pull up some clips of like pre-show shit that we're just being goofy. and Yeah. and uh, And obviously, as we start yet again doing things and you know, getting better at this, it's, there's going to be more stuff up there. You know, obviously if we do events or we go hang out, we'll take photos and stuff. We're going to Fenway Park. We'll send, we'll finally make sure to take a selfie of the two of us at Fenway Park and we'll send send that out. Yeah. We'll make sure to get that done. We're going to go to Gillette Stadium this year. We're going to get pictures from that. We're going to go to the Big E and go see another show, hopefully. Yeah. And we're going to try to have a booth and we'll take plenty of pictures and if you want to be a part of that, if we somehow get a booth, because I'm sure there'll probably be space for us. I don't know where we'll be, but... Yeah, we'll, we'll figure it we'll out. We'll see. You come hang out with us. But until then, peace and love, y'all. And before you say your tagline, I just want to say one thing to the Boston Bruins and what you've done to my heart. I can't believe you've done this! I agree. I do agree. And the Boston Bruins season can be summed up in one sound. What did... did... Oh, there you go. I, I, I mean, I agree. I, I, I would think it would be more like... Dummy! Yeah! Some of the mistakes they made, yes. Yeah. <laughs> All I can say to that would be, for the meme, would be LOL Bruins. I, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, peace and love, y'all. Thanks for listening. Let's give a game. Wicked pisser.